stuck with them. And they knew that this thing was weighing them down, but they left. And they said they felt an urgency to go back, and they didn't go back. And the God died that same day. You never know what God want to do or how God want to do it. It's time to get off of self, y'all. Self is too much in the way for us to be who we say we are in him. Because we're supposed to die to self daily. Every day, self's supposed to die. And if you live in according to self, the spirit of the living God can't flow through you because you're so intertwined with everything else itself, who you are. Now that you're in Christ, it's time to let go and let God be still and know that I'm God. Father God, we just thank you. We praise you, God, for the word that you have sent today in this house. We thank you for our helper and our teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. God, we cannot do anything without him because he's here to lead us, guide us into all truth. He's here to reveal unto us. He's here to bring the word back to our remembrance that you have spoken unto us. So, Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I need your help today. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here to help me, to walk alongside of me. And Father, I thank you that I know I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And I bind right now every spirit of confusion that's in this place. And I lose the peace of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on and open your Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy. And let's hear what God has to say unto the body of Christ. How many know that God always have a word? Deuteronomy chapter 1. Hallelujah. God, I thank you that you've given us itching ears to hear what the Spirit has to say this morning. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Apostle, you bother my spirit. Because you got a shout in you. You got a shout because of the word. See, when you're in the word and the word is in you, as soon as you mention, let's get into the word, your baby begins to say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Because the word is what quicken you. The word is what brings life to you. And the more you're in the word, the more life that you have from God. And it don't matter what's going on around you. You know you're being quickened because of the word. Look at your neighbor say, get in the word. Say, I don't mean only get in it. I mean, stay in it. Quit wavering. Oh, my goodness. There go another word. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at Deuteronomy, the first chapter, beginning at verse 6. Hallelujah. The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, saying, Ye have dwelt long enough in this mount. I'm going to stop at that verse. I'm going to go further. The Lord our God spake unto us. Who is he speaking to? He's speaking to Miracle Temple. He said, ye have dwelt long enough in this mount. I'm going to stop right there and then we're going to move forward. You may be seated. God is saying there is stagnation in the body of Christ. There is stagnation in the body of Christ. That means that when we look at the word stagnation, that means there's no moving, 
There's no flowing. There's no activity. There's no growth. And there's no development. Let me say it again. There's no moving. There's no flowing. There's no activity. There's no growth. And there's no development. So Moses was speaking unto the children of Israel. Now Moses, he went to the Lord and the Lord gave him the word that he wanted him to speak. See, this is what we have to understand. The only way that you can speak on the behalf of God is to know what God is saying. The only way you can know what God is saying is to get into the word of God because his word is him speaking. So if you're not in the word of God, then you shouldn't give your opinion on anything. And if you ain't been in the word to know what the word is saying, have not got illumination. See, illumination means you're getting light from that word. You're getting revelation from that word. It's changing everything around you because you have an understanding of what the word is saying. So God gave the word unto Moses. And he told him, I want you to tell the children of Israel that you have dwelt in this mount long enough. So when I was reading the commentaries, it said that they've been in that place for a whole year. And God was telling them, now it's time for you to move forward. And God put on my heart, he said, there's stagnation in the body of Christ because people don't want to move forward. People don't want change. They want to stay in the same place because they think that place is easier and they don't like to adjust to what, you know, other people are doing or how God want to do it through other people. They just want to stand still. Yes, the Bible says stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. That didn't mean to be stagnated. Some people get it twisted. They get it mixed up. But God wanted them to know, I want you to move forward. I have given you a promise. I have given you the promised land. And you staying in this place too long, so I want you to move. God has given all of us promises in the body of Christ. But God does not want us to be stagnated. He wants us to move forward upon those promises that he has given us. And the only way we can move forward is hearing him. And everybody that's born again, the Bible say, my sheep, they hear my voice. And a stranger's voice, they will not hear, nor shall they follow. And the reason why we will not follow a stranger's voice is because we know the voice of God. So the enemy is trying to stagnate the body of Christ because he wants us to lose hope. He wants us to think that God is not working and God is not moving. And he used a lot of things to stagnate us. But God is telling you, Miracle Temple, and even those that are in this room that are not a part of Miracle Temple, understand that all of us are part of the body of Christ. So if you're in here, you're not left out. God said, quit being stagnated. Quit staying in that same place. And some areas that we're stagnating in is when somebody hurt us. We just can't get over that hurt. We just don't want to move because they have hurt me. And until they apologize to me, I'm not going to have nothing else to do with them. We get so offended. We build, have bitterness. We have anger. We have offense. All of these things will stagnate you from moving to the promise that God has given you. And the enemy knows that. As long as you stay in unforgiveness, you're not going to be able to get what God has already provided. You are stagnated. You're not going to be moved as long as you're stubborn you're not gonna move forward in the things that God has given you 
have stubborn and rebellious folk in the body of Christ. Matter of fact, I'm just going to say this. We have lying saints. I got to put it out there. I ain't going to say storytelling. We just have flat out lying saints. What do I mean by lying saints? You know you hurt. You know somebody hurt you. And you playing the hypocrite. Like everything is okay. And there's no movement. There's no flow. There's no growth. There's no activity. There is no development. Because if you still are in a fence from 20 years ago, you ain't moving nowhere. Oh, I know God is speaking. You're not going to move. You cannot change people. Let's say it again. You cannot change people. The only way people will change is by getting into this word and accepting what the word is saying. You cannot make them do anything. And you're being stagnated because you're waiting on the people to do like you're doing. Please. You're going to be right where they are. No growth. No development. No activity. No flow. No movement. Because you're trying to satisfy Y'all, I have learned with this journey with being a pastor. If I try to satisfy everybody, I might as well sit down. Because it's always going to be somebody who disimpates you, as Yana says. It's going to always be somebody that's going to disappoint you. It's always going to be somebody that is not going to join in to what God is doing. Do we stop because they're stopping? No, 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 no. We move forward. See, that's what the enemy does. He has to use people to stagnate you. When God gives you something, first of all, you got to understand that God has given it to you. He has called you out by name and said, this is what I want you to do. Now, if he has given it to you, he's going to prepare you for what he has given you. So when he prepare you the way he wants to, he's going to tell you. Now, I'm telling you, you're going to have some opposition. You're going to have some people that persecute you. You're going to have some people that put you down. You're going to have some that's so close to you. Don't even be shocked. Them the ones the enemy's going to use the most. The ones that you think that love you. Them the ones that's going to come head on with you. But he's saying, don't let this stagnate you. Because I'm taking you to a place. And the only way you can get to that place is drop off everything. That's stopping you from moving forward. Come on. You can't get on this train. Not with offense. And see, God is a forgiving God. Y'all, he forgave us over 2,000 years ago. And we supposed to be saints, the set-apart ones. But yet, when somebody do us wrong, we hold it. How is that benefiting you? And you speak in the word of God, but yet you're holding something in your heart and you know it ain't right. But the problem is the longer you hold it, it becomes so much a part of you. You think it's okay for you to be that way because you hurt. But if you know God, see Moses, he knew God. He had a relationship with God. Did Moses get angry? Yes, he did. But that didn't stop him. Yeah, on one occasion it did, but God still flowed. But Moses still was on track with God. 
Because God called Moses to lead the people, not the people to lead Moses. So Moses had to stay in the forefront and hear God outside of what the people were saying. So God said, Moses, tell these people, you stagnated. I want you to leave this mount. See, those people got comfortable at that mount because in Exodus 19, God was going to speak to the people. But the people said, no, 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 Moses. You go before us. We don't want God speaking to us because they were afraid they were going to die, man. They were afraid God was going to fry them from that mountain. When they saw what that mountain was doing, they was like, no, 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 no. We don't want to hear from God. Moses, you speak on our behalf. And whatever he say, we will do it. Y'all know that was a lie right then. Come on, don't. Let me just break it down. Y'all know when we go through stuff, when stuff is happening in our lives, I don't know about you. We are so ready to say, I'm going to do this right here. I'm going to live this way right here, especially, you know, people with high potential. You know, you were eating like you want to eat until the doctor say, if you keep eating this way, you ain't going to live long. So you come home and say, I need to buy a George Foreman. I need to make these specialty drinks. Uh, I need to do all this, that, and the other. And knew you had no money before that time. But now you done found some money to make specialty drinks. I got to take care of myself. I got to walk a little bit more. I got to exercise a little bit more. But duh, we should have known all this. Before we went in gluttony, right? But we get so humble when we find out we're going to die. Or we at death door. Come on, help me somebody. Or when your body is doing flips and cutting up. Now you're ready to say, I'm going to live for the Lord. I, well, I thought you was. I thought you were already living for God, but now you're going to live for real. But then when you go back and get your check up and everything done leveled off, you go right back to your pork chop, your pig feet, your ham hocks, your collards with the seat. Now, you know you can't eat no collards with some turkey in it. Put some ham hocks up in them collards. We're ready to change. We're ready to make a lifestyle change until the body start doing right. What happened to, I'm going to do right. I'm going to serve the Lord. See, the thing is, you can get into patterns and not even recognize. And the only way a pattern is going to change is your mindset have to change. I hear what you're saying, but if the word ain't involved in what you're saying, you're going right back to where you was. That's a given. See, people can talk the talk when they're laying flat on their back. They can tell you how they're going to serve God. Come on, that's why in prisons you got so many religions. All they can do is lay on the back and look up until somebody tell them it's time to come out the cell. And then they're looking up to heaven and they're serving God so good. As soon as they step on the outside, what happened? The heart still wasn't right. So what is God saying today? I want my people to move forward. It's time out for you to be stagnated. So what is causing people not to move forward? What is causing people to be so stagnated? When we go back and we look at the journey of the Israelites, y'all know, first of all, they were in bondage for 400 and some years. Can you imagine 
being in bondage for that long, being a slave for that long, you got accustomed to what they were doing, how they were doing it. You had to do it their way. If you didn't do it their way, they would whoop you. They would beat you because you were a slave, actually a slave to sin. But when God told Moses, he said, I seen the bondage. He seen the cries of his people. So God said, I'm going to come down and save my people. How did he come down? Through Moses. He said, I'm going to use you, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead because I know everybody's thinking about leaving church, but I'm going to get through this. So he's telling Moses, you know, he was going to save his people, but it was going to be through Moses. But the first thing God had to do was deal with Moses. Look at your neighbor. Say, you don't want to be dealt with. Say, you want to lead somebody, but you don't want to be dealt with. Say, that's why your followers tore up. Because you tore up. See, in order to be a leader, you got to be dealt with first. God is not going to send nobody out to lead before he deal with that leader. So he had to deal with Moses. He knew there was things in his life that were stagnating Moses. What were some of those things? If you go back to when Moses was in Egypt and Moses had killed the Egyptian because the Egyptian was messing with one of his brethren and then the brethren turned on Moses. So you know at that time there had to be some fear there with Moses. There had to be something there that was keeping Moses from moving the way God wanted him to move. So God said, I got to move this stuff out of Moses way in order for him to be the leader I need for him to lead I have to deal with the root of what's stopping Moses from moving forward one thing y'all know that when you abandon even though the mother um, put him on that river that was abandonment because you were leaving your home even though you went back to your home the enemy is going to use that to stagnate you to stop you from doing what God wants you to do I'm going to tell you the enemy already have a plan so whatever God's plan is he's going to twist it he's going to make it look like this is not what God wants for you this is not what God wants you to do but God's plan was I'm going to put Moses in the midst of what Egypt is doing so when I send him to Egypt Moses already know so y'all know what God did with Moses? Every excuse Moses made, God came with something else. Moses said, I can't talk, I can't do this, I can't do that. But God said, who made your mouth? He, he just went through everything with Moses. And he said, when they do this, Moses, you do this. See, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So God was building Moses up, giving him courage so he can go forth in the plan and will of God. So y'all know Moses got past that. Y'all know what happened. He sent Aaron to walk alongside of Moses. He said, now, Moses, you say you don't want to talk. You say you can't. So this is what's going to happen. You're going to speak to Aaron, and Aaron is only going to speak what you tell him. So is Moses talking? He's still speaking to Aaron to deliver the message. So y'all know what happened. They come out of Egypt, right? God uh, allowed them to come out of Egypt. Moses was leading them. When they come out of Egypt, y'all, in Exodus 14, y'all knew what happened. Um, Pharaoh came after them, and they looked up, and they saw their enemy. How many know when you see your enemy or something the enemy is putting on you, fear will paralyze you. Fear will stop you from moving forward. Those people stopped in their tracks because they saw the man that put them in bondage and they knew that he's coming back for us. You should have left us in Egypt. You should have let us die. Let me tell you why God allowed things in your life. 
God don't put sickness on you. He don't put none of this stuff on you that he done away with. But things will come in your life to let you know that he's God. That he's your protector, that he's your deliverer. So when those people saw the Egyptians, guess what God was showing them? You still got Egypt in you. You come out of Egypt, but Egypt is still in you. So he knew that those people needed guidance. So those people began to complain. And God began to speak to Moses. First of all, Moses had what he needed. Because God gave it to him. And God said, Moses, why are you speaking to me? He says, speak to those people, I'm paraphrasing, and tell them to move forward. So Moses said, basically, fear not, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord. So basically, what he was saying, those that you see, you're not going to see no more. Because he knew that God was with them, and he had a rod in his hand. And he said, Moses, what's in your hand? See, Moses had so much connection with God that God had to let Moses what he ha- tell him what he had, but Moses had to use it. See, God can tell us all day what we have, but God said, I'm telling you what you got, but I can't make you use it. So Moses had to lift up that rod. And when he did, those people crossed over. Guess what? They weren't stagnated, were they? They were moving forward. Why? Because they had a word from the Lord. So stagnation come in with fear. When there's something in your life that you're fearing, it will stop you from moving forward. You will feel like, I can't accomplish this. I can't do this and I can't do that. Go back to Job. The Bible said the thing he greatly feared come upon him. What was that? He was fearing that his children weren't righteous enough. So he was making sacrifices on behalf of his children because he was afraid for his children. So whatever you fear the most, that's what's going to paralyze you. That's what's going to stop you from moving forward in the things of God. So there was fear. But what took them across? The word of God. Moses had to give them the word. This is why the Bible said God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. See, God has given you everything you need to conquer fear. One of those things is to have faith in God. When you have faith in God, when you have trust and reliance in God, you're not going to be stagnated. Nothing is going to stop you because you know and this is not my doing. It is God's doing and it is marvelous in who eyes and his eyes. So that's why we got to stay connected with God. So after they got through that, guess what? Those people whining because they wanted water. We should have stayed in Egypt. They're complaining about water. God gave them what? Water from a rock. Then they didn't have nothing to eat. God gave them what? Manna from heaven. The only thing God wanted for them to do was to trust him more than they trusted where they were before. So see, he was trying to get them to change their minds, to change their hearts, to change their way of thinking. And then I'm going to get to this part and I'm going to move forward. We see how they brought the mixed multitude with them. People will stop you from moving forward in God. This is why whomever you associate with, that's what you become. People don't believe that in here. Some people will say they are saved. You hang with them because they look like they're good. Didn't the Bible tell you (laughs) that everything that's good, there's none good, no, not one? And all the good that we need come through Jesus Christ. There's none that understand. Everybody's seeking their own way. Y'all, I was good. And I was a sinner. I was so good. 
My aunt was telling me, you don't do this, you don't do that. Why don't you come and serve the Lord? You a good girl. I'm like, Jesus ain't no one good but God. So this is what I'm saying. Just because a person look good on the outside don't mean that the inside is right with God. It does not mean a change have come. Because if a change have come in that person's life, they wouldn't be doing things opposite to whom they're serving. I'm getting somewhere. So they took the mixed multitude with them out of Egypt. And that mixed multitude began to complain. Point two, complaining will stagnate you. They began to complain and they began to talk about what they had when they was in Egypt. They began to name all this stuff. Why did they name all this stuff, y'all? Because they wanted them to see what they were saying to take their focus off of where God was taking them and put it back on where they were. And if you hang around with people and your movement with God has changed, you should know why. If you're not in your word like you used to be. If you're not praying like you used to be, if you're doing other things before you're doing those things, that person has twisted you. That person have taken you out of your place with God. That's a mixed multitude. That's wannabes. That's somebody that want to be saved, but ain't living like they say. That's a mixed multitude. And if you amongst a mixed multitude, eventually you're going to do exactly what they're doing. Oh, no, 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 no. It ain't all right. People think, you too save. You too holy. No, I am what I am in him. And I can say this. If I wanted to live like the world, I should not have gotten saved. If I still wanted to drink, smoke, curse, because the Bible say, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. The Bible say, you are the temple of the living God. And I don't think Jesus would be up in here preaching and smoking and say, man, give me the ashtray. And then light up another one. I don't think Jesus is hanging in the clubs, turning out or turning up, whatever you call it, and then telling you, God is this and God is that. No, your life supposed to represent him. And if you are still representing the world, you cannot serve two masters. You are stagnated. There's no movement. Come on, y'all. Let's just cut it out. You can't tell somebody, don't do this and you're doing this. Oh, yes, you can. Stop it. How do I know? Because the more time you spend with him, you don't have to try no more. You're doing it. See, we make excuses because we think that I am saved, but I'm human. I'm just human, Guam. I'm just human. I'm going to eat a piece of pork chop every now and then. Yes, eat that pork chop. Eat it. Eat it good. But when the Holy Spirit said back off the pork chop, do it. The Bible say everything that God created is good. What what is it saying that it said we... um, Live to eat, but not eat to live. Is that it? Some people know what they're supposed to. And then after the head starts swimming, can't even pray in tongues right. Lord, help me. He said, I did help you. But you didn't listen while I was helping you. Well, I'm going to pinch. Just a little piece, a little piece won't. Look down, they go to bone. And now you're gnawing on the bone. 
What happened to that piece of pork chop? You ate it. Lord, forgive me. See, this is what the enemy does. He will stagnate you in areas because he wants you to be disobedient to the word of God. Now, let me tell you something. A gluttony, gluttony is just as bad as a liar. Sin is sin. So how can you tell somebody, quit lying? Liars don't go to hell. Gluttonies don't either. Gluttonies go too. So we need to quit this. What we need to do is get into the word on things that's stopping us from moving forward. If gluttony is stopping you, go see what the word of God is saying about gluttony. Y'all tell me, why would God put that in the word if he did not want you to do it? Why is it in the word if he's telling you not to do it? Come on, somebody's head is messed up. I see it this big. Because somebody's telling you, you can be saved, but you can still do wrong. Something is wrong with that picture. I had to sit there and think one day and say, well, Lord, maybe I am too saved. Then I had to come to myself. No, I ain't. Mm -mm. Because the day I accepted Jesus, I accepted him with my whole heart. That means that he's my first love. That means he's before my husband. He's before my children. He's before this church. He's before everything. Because if I put him first and foremost, everybody else is going to be all right. They may not like me, may not want to speak to me, but I'm in him and he's in me. And as long as I'm in him and he's in me, he will make my enemies my footstool. Because I'm trusting in him more than I'm trusting in man. Y'all, I was outside in the yard, and as I was looking around, I'm like, we get comfortable with everything that's around us. We get into routines. We don't want to change our routines because it's a comfortable routine. Even though God said, no, I want you to do it this way this time. Well, no, I'm used to this way this time. God said, we get so comfortable with the world, we don't want to die. We want to live on. We want to say, God, I ain't accomplished everything I need to accomplish. Let me stay here. For, for one, if you ain't doing what God told you to do while you're here on this earth, then what more do you want to accomplish? Because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have what we have, y'all. So the enemy is stagnating people through mummering and complaining. The Bible say, do all things without mummering and debating. That means complaining and, and doubting and questioning and reasoning. That means that whatever God tells you to do, you shouldn't mumber and complain about it. You should just do it because you know it's coming directly from God. When you mumber and complain, it stagnates you. You don't move forward. Can I ask you a question? What is it if, if I got a complaint with Teresa? I'm supposed to go to Teresa. I'm supposed to tell Teresa what my complaint is. If me and Teresa have resolved that complaint, why am I talking to you? Why am I mummering and complaining to Greg? What did Greg supposed to do concerning her? If me and her got it right, why am I still mummering and complaining? Brother Greg, I, I just don't know. I tell her to go left, she go right. I tell her to go right, she go left. I just don't know. You right and she need a hearing aid? Man, what do you think? Did she bump her head last night? What do you think, man? And that ain't Teresa. I'm using it. I use it because she don't get offended. So why am I mumbling and complaining? You know why? Because that's what the enemy want me to do. He want me to be stagnated. He know the call that's on my life. 
And as long as he can keep me mummering, now if I mummer and complain about her, guess what? I'm a mummer and complain about my husband. Well, if he do this, I wouldn't have to do that. If he would just listen, it wouldn't be put off the day. He just need to listen. Then I move from the husband to the kids, them hard-headed, rebellious, stubborn kids. Then I'm going to move on to everybody else. Why? Because I made it a part of me. And it's going to stop me from moving ahead to what God has called me to do. Did it stop the Israelites? Yes, it did. I'll give you another one. Miriam, his own sister and his brother Aaron, they began to mumble and complain about Moses because he married this certain kind of woman. See, that was a story. They just used that woman because of something else that was on their heart that was jealous of Moses. To my everybody else can hear God except Moses. You know, they felt like we're just like Moses. We're prophets too. God can speak to us like he can speak to Moses. Oh, but God heard them coming against Moses. He called all three of them out there. And he began to break it down to them. And he told Moses, leprosy, come upon Miriam. And Moses went, and here come Aaron. Aaron now want to talk. He want to act like he got some sense. He saw that leprosy. Come on, anybody see somebody else get whooped, you're going to want to talk now. Oh, go talk to God. Why weren't you talking to God before when you was talking against me? So old Moses humbled himself and went to God. God said, ah, ah, ah. He said, uh, she's going to have leprosy for seven days and they're going to know I'm God. Amen. And guess what? They could not move because of Miriam. Mumbling and complaining will stop the church from moving. And God got to you. He don't need number one person. I hear you. I hear you. I heard you. Well, if Apostle Amanda would do it this way, if she would do it that way, we wouldn't be in the same situation that we're in. She need to do this. She need to take this one from here, and she need to take this one from there. But what about you? We all got something to say, right? We all begin to mumble and complain. What does it do? It stagnate us. It stop us from moving forward. So they complained about their food. They complained about Moses. Come on, here come Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. They even got 250 leaders to complain again about Moses. They wanted Moses' position. My Lord, you already in the temple doing something. God already set you up in a position, and you want Moses' position? You want my position? God didn't call you to that. So they're complaining. Going to get the leaders to back them up. And they're going to bring some old screen fire before God. And Moses said, God's going to do something different. Look at your neighbor and say, God's going to do something different. <laughs> Moses said, when this ground open up, it's going to swallow you and everything that go along with you. Then you're going to know that he's God. Guess what? The main one that started it, swallowed him up. Family and everything. What am I telling you? When you come against a servant of God, and they're carrying out what God is telling them to do. It ain't God that's making you fall, it's yourself. The same pit that you dug for me or somebody else, you falling in that pit, and you're going to stay in that pit 
until you have a change of heart. Because God is going to still love you even in your low place. But God wants you to come out of that place because God said, I don't want you to be stagnated no more. Quit allowing people to take you off course. And see, the Holy Spirit is there to show you when they're coming. He'll show you exactly who they are. When we first got into this building, a person ran up to me. God had already showed me how he wanted it. They come to me and say, well, I would do this right here. I looked at them. I said, well, when God give you your church, then that's what you do. I ain't heard nothing else. You know why? Because I'm not deviating just because you an interior designer. Or just because you went to school for certain stuff, this is what God said, and this is what I'm going to do. So, shh. Look at your neighbor and say, I believe I'm in stagnation. Say, I knew something was wrong with me. Say, I've been trying to figure it out. Say, whoop, there it is. Your complaining and murmuring will stagnate you. Your fear will stagnate you. People will stagnate you because they think they can do something better than what you can do. Offense will stagnate you. Anger will stagnate you. Bitterness will stagnate you. Unforgiveness will stagnate you. Fornication and adultery will stagnate you. Lying and stealing will stagnate you. All of this stuff will stagnate you. And why are you getting mad because we moving forward without you? And you're trying to blame it on somebody else. Well, they won't let me do this. No, you won't let yourself do it. Because you won't let go of you. That's why when you have a group of people and they have one mind and they are on one accord and they are lining up with the will of God and you have one that's always trying to buck against it, they can't be a part of that. God say, mark those that are amongst you that cause division. He said, not only mark them, but get away from them. You're supposed to still love them, but you say, I can't follow me. You're trying to stop me. So, so many people are wondering, why people don't want to hang around me? You don't know. I thought you knew Jesus. See, when we stop and we say, God, what's going on with me? Not Miss Deborah, but me. Something got to be going on with me. Check me, Lord. Because you don't want to be stagnated. You don't want to be in the same place, y'all. And then this is another thing that will stagnate you. You're still on milk. You should be on meat. You're still babies. Don't y'all know when you have a child, women, you have to take them for their appointment, right? And they measure them heads. Y'all, they measure some kids' heads. Them heads be big, don't they? My kid heads was big. And they would measure their heads, measure their body. They would see how well they're growing. And if they weren't growing or, or on the chart the way they need to be, they would say, well, this is what you need to do. But we want to keep an eye on this because, you know, they should be at this point. Either you giving them milk still and they're supposed to be on baby food and you're just giving them this and they're not getting enough of this. But we're going to watch them. So the next visit, we're going to see where they are, right? So you have someone watching their growth. This is how it is in the body of Christ. We have people that are still on milk. They're getting the teaching, but they're not growing. 
And the reason why they're not growing is because they lost their zeal. They just come into church. They just getting counted. I'm on church in church on Sunday. But if you're a 20 year old Christian, you still shouldn't be acting like a baby whining all the time. Whine, 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 whine. All the time, keeping trouble up in the church. That means that I don't care how long you've been saved. When somebody come in here and they've been in here a year and God is putting them in position, they ain't putting you. You want to know why? Whiner? Complainer? Mummer? Don't get into the word of God. Still talking about how people treat you and da-da-da-da-da. Nobody want to hear all that. Come on. So if you're a 20-year-old Christian and a year-old Christian come in here and bypass you, why are you mad? There's something wrong with your walk. God can't use a person that's still on milk, don't get into the word of God, and you're looking at everybody else and you're wondering why nobody's moving. It ain't them, it's you. Now, in some cases, yes, it is them if you're growing. But in the Bible, it says that these people were on milk, and they should be teaching by now. They should be teaching people the things that they've been learning. Ain't no way, Miracle Temple, much as you learn it and you still a baby. You should be teaching somebody else what you're learning. There should be a growth year after year. Come on, you go from pre-K. No, you go from daycare. Then you go to pre-K. Then you go to kindergarten. And then you go up the ladder. These teachers will tell the parents they didn't get it in kindergarten, so we can't move them to first grade. They don't know the ABCs. Now they're in second grade and should be reading more and can't recognize A from B. They're not growing. So what's supposed to happen? They got to be pulled out of that group. Why? Because by them being in that group, it's going to make them feel like a nobody. It's going to make the group look at what this person is doing, cutting up and cutting the food, and they're trying to move forward, but they can't move forward because you got one in the group trying to be something they didn't get in the beginning. Stagnation in the body of Christ. There's no growth. Do me a favor. Quit telling people you save. Quit it. Because the life you live, they're going to know what grade you're in. They're going to know how developed you are. Because by now, let me tell y'all something. I done been slapped so much, I should be martyred. But I'm keeping it moving. You know why? Because God gave this to me, not man. So if I go on what man is saying... I'm going to be stagnated and I can't move. But God is moving people out of the way in this season that's stagnating the body of Christ. Ooh, there it go. Ooh, there it went. Why? Because you're holding up what God want to do because you don't want change. You want to stay in the same spot. I remember when we was in Little House on the Perry, people got so comfortable in there, y'all. Very comfortable. People didn't want to move. We all right right where we at. Let's just stay here. You stay here. I remember my husband and Jennifer, when we was in the house, me and them used to sit in the house and, you know, praise God, have conversation. I looked at them too one day. I said, I'm leaving y'all right here in this house. I'm leaving here with, with or without you. Is that not what I told y'all? I left, we left, went to the library. And everywhere we went, it was being comfortable. The more we would grow, Jennifer was about faint because it was just us. And it was more for Jennifer. It was more for me. It was more for my husband. But what we didn't realize is God ain't going to give you no more than you can handle. 
He know how many people you can handle. He know what you can do and how you do it. Can I give y'all something? If you want to stand up here, some of you wouldn't make it. Because you don't know what I deal with. You don't know who I deal with. So quit saying I would have done it this way or that way. In that case, you would be where I am. Quit saying, you know, I wouldn't do this, I wouldn't do that. Come on, somebody. We always tell people what I wouldn't do in a broken relationship until your relationship is broken. Then you go into that person, I see why you slapped him. I see why you cursed him out. I'm still saved, but I had to curse him out. I understand what you're saying now. But when you know him, there won't be no cursing. Won't be no love lost. From you it will be, but not from God. So you got to say, wait a minute, God, wait a minute, God, let it flow through, let it flow through, because I'm getting ready to knock him out. So the more you know him, the more you will stay in your place and keep it moving. Y'all, people have tried to slap me off course so much. People. But I remember, I'm like David. I remember where I was back then and say, God, if you got me through this, you're going to get me through this. But Holy Spirit, I need your help. Am I hurting right now? Oh, yes, I'm hurting. Did I shed tears? Oh, yes, I shed tears. Did I walk the road a lot? Yes, I walked the road a lot. Even with a little poodle, forgot I had him on the thing. But I walked the road. Was I high? Yeah, I was high. Not on liquor, nothing like that. But my head was just spinning because I'm like, really, God? But then God would comfort me. And I would go in stronger than I ever been before. Why? Because God, I said, it's not about me. It's what you want to do in me and through me. Some of y'all want to preach. Some of you want to teach, but you don't want to give up you. God ain't going to use you that way. You don't want to give up your life. You don't want to give up your way of doing. Soon as somebody say something to you, I'm tired of this. I can't deal with these people. I'm ready to quit. No, you want a pastor. Send them home. Go to hell if you want to. Riding on a horse. Go bust it wide open. Oh, you a pastor. Let them die in their mess. You'll be better off dead. Before I kill you. This is people. And, 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 and then they have the audacity when you around them talking Jesus. Then something pop up in their house. The husband is like. Is you the same one that told them that God is still God and be still and know he's God and you acting like an idiot up here? Don't tell me how to act. It's because of you I'm like this. Stagnation. The enemy know your weakness, y'all. This is why you need the word of God to overcome these things. If you're not in the word to overcome them, you're going back to the same pattern and you're faking it to make it. Come on, you got to open up that word to know where God is carrying you. You got to be able to hear the spirit of the living God when he's speaking. So when you want to throw in the towel, you say, no, 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 no. That's not what God said. And you see yourself moving forward. When we go back into the word of God, we see that the Israelites, God told them this. This was a promise. He said, you know what? This is an 11-day journey. But I'm going to let you go through this wilderness 40 years until them hard-head rebellious ones that did not believe me die off. I got to say that again. It's a word for the house. 
God said it's an 11-day journey. But he said, I'm going to let you go through this wilderness for 40 years until the ones that did not believe me fall off. Look around. Look around. Somebody look around. The one I saw last year, where they at? The one I saw the year before, where they at? Come on. They're falling off. Why? Because God said, I'm raising up a new generation. I'm raising up those that's going to believe me no matter what situation they're in. They ain't going to pull back. They're going to keep moving forward. They're not going to look at what they don't have. They're going to look at what they have in me. He said, that's why you ain't seeing the same people. And guess what? They died and then went in the promised land. Ain't that something? God said, I got to get rid of the excess. What is it? Excess. Got to get rid of the ones that think they know everything. The ones that's hindering what I'm doing. God always give you a chance. And then this is the thing, y'all. This wasn't God's plan. This was the people plan. Let's go spy out the land. God didn't tell Moses to tell them to go spy out that land. But Moses agreed with them. Yeah, go on. We'll take one from each of the 12 tribes. They went and spied it out, saw all the goodness of the land. They should already knew. Because God told them it's a land flowing with milk and honey. But they wanted to jump in there and see it. But guess what? They got the scare of their life. They went in there and saw them giants. And they come back with an evil report. They said, here, here, Moses. Here go your pretty fruit. You're right. There's some beautiful fruit over there. You're right about the fruit. But there's some giants over there in that land. And in our eyes, we look like grasshoppers. So I ain't going. That's what's happening with the church. You try to spy out what God is doing in the house. You try to get information. And then you come talking against what God is doing. We ain't going to be able to do that. $50,000. Where she think we're going to get $50,000? And that's when the ones that know God begin to rise up and say, well, if God said it, God didn't say it, apostle said it, but she know God. So if God said it, we already got it. We're going to rise up and we're going to walk in that $50,000. Got two people talking right. The rest of them say, no, we can't do it. So all of a sudden, God come in there and tell Moses, I'm going to kill them all. Moses had to stand in the gap, but some of them did die, y'all. But now they're ready to go destroy those people. God say, go ahead, but I ain't going to be with you. So they went and they come back because God wasn't with them. So what am I saying? People be ready to do something with something going on in their lives. But that ain't what God told you to do. So what am I saying to you today? God said stagnation in the body of Christ. We got people holding other people because they're afraid. Because they don't want to give. So they're trying to stop everybody else from giving. You can't stop God. See, that's why we move past those type of people that say, I don't have it. You never have it. 
Because whatever God is telling you to do for right now in this season and your heart is right, it will be done. I don't care if you don't have nothing in your pocketbook, nothing in the bank. If your heart is right, you're going to stand up like Joshua. You're going to stand up like Caleb and say, I can do this because God said I can. Because he supplied all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So my heart is right. I ain't no longer $5. I ain't no longer 10 I ain't no longer 20 I'm above that because God told me to give a hundred and that's what I'm going to give because that's my heart. I ain't stagnated no more with money. Why? Because God is before that. Because he told me he will supply. It's stagnation in the body of Christ. Because if you are in your word like you're supposed to be, your heart wouldn't be so hardened and so more sensitive to what the world is doing instead of what God is doing right now. We can't wait on you to pay off your debt. It's been 20 years. You done got more in debt. Said you didn't have it. Then you got something else. That's your business. But I'm talking God's business. Some people mad already. <laughs> Some people mad. See, you're supposed to be mad. Remember I come to root up? Tear down. Then I'm going to build you up. Some of you don't want to be built up. You want to stay in your mess. You're mad right now. Open up this altar, thief. They need to come up here. They mad. Just let it go. Just let it out. Just hold on to Jesus and say, oh, that's me. She talking to me, Lord. You know it's me. That's how you get over yourself. Ain't no sweet aroma. This is what this ministry do. When you understand what your ministry is doing, you can move with the ministry. When you don't understand what the ministry is doing, you're going to stagnate the ministry because you think this is how it needs to be done. I'm getting tired of people thinking of how it needs to be done and moving with the vision that God has given the ministry. God said it's time to move forward. It's stagnation in the body of Christ. And you know what's holding you, what's keeping you from doing what God has called you to do. Number one, the only way you can let go of it is through the word. The more the word get in you, the more you can live the life that God has already planned for you. The less of the word that you have, the more opposition you're going to have in your life. The persecution that we're supposed to have is not with each other. Come on, all of us are working for the kingdom. I shouldn't have persecution with man and Julia. I shouldn't be trying to make them stumble and make them fall. I should be lifting them up and saying, you can make it. That's why the Bible said the apostles went and established the churches. They strengthened the churches because when they was in a, a point in their life where they felt like they couldn't make it, they were reminded of who they were. They were reminded of the grace of God. They were reminded you no longer under the law. You up under grace. Grace has done everything from you. The law will stagnate you. Because you got people believing law and you got people believing grace and they're pulling against what God has already done. So law is saying, I can do this on my own. The law is self-righteous. The law is saying, this is what I'm going to do and not what the word of God is telling me to do. See, when you grab hold to grace, 
You grab and hold of something that you don't even deserve. But because of the faith that you have in Jesus, then you can get what God has already given you. It's not about you. So the law will stagnate you. It will keep you from moving forward. So God said we got to get rid of this stagnation in our lives. And the only way you're going to do it is get rid of you. Die to yourself and say, Lord, I want to move forward. I want to move forward in what you are doing. This is why when God sets you up under a ministry, guess what? This is the place that you're saying that you're going to help with the vision that God has given the vision there. And it should line up with his word. That means that we ain't all over the place. We're not trying to set up what we want to set up or do what we want to do. We're coming into alignment with what the ministry is doing. And we're at our posts. Doing what God has called us to do. Y'all, God set up a pattern in the church. Come out on Tuesday night and learn about how God set up that pattern in the old and how it's supposed to be in the new. And as you do that, you can be a part of what God is doing and you won't be stagnating what God is doing. You'll be moving forward. So God said, let's get rid of this stagnation. Whatever area in your life that you know you stagnated, y'all, it's not too late. You just have to realize those areas and say, God, I ain't moved in 20 years. I'm doing the same thing. I'm saying the same thing. I don't even know how many souls I want. (laughs) Have y'all really thought about it? How many souls have I really won for Jesus Christ? You can be stagnated in winning souls because you're too caught up with what's going on with you. And who you with. And how you want your life to be. Our life is not our own y'all. It belonged to him. And we got to come into alignment. With what he wants. As we do that. You will see things in your life coming forward. You won't be stagnated no more. Y'all I'm not letting nobody stagnate me. I'm moving forward. And wherever the stagnation is. Guess what? God will help you move. But if he see that you don't want to move, we got to move you. Well, we don't have to because God's going to move you. And I believe this message is going to move some people. Because we don't want to hold up God. Y'all, when we first started out, and I'm going to close, I didn't have a keyboard player, no drummer, really no choir, none of that. We had Jennifer with the little karaoke. And that child sung with all her heart. I remember when they was building Little House on the Perry. They said, bring your choir over here. And let's just have a good time in Jesus. Me and Jennifer wasn't ashamed. We said, okay. Me and Jennifer come over there with the karaoke. The spirit of the Lord fell. People in there crying. And, oh, it was such a good time. So God wanted to see how faithful we were going to be with what we had, y'all. And we were so faithful and so excited with the little karaoke and Jennifer get up there and just rock back and forth all by herself. But then when Jennifer had to deal with folk, that was kind of hard because she could deal with Jennifer. But when you got to add on somebody to deal with, y'all, that's when sometimes you get stagnated and just don't want to do nothing. But as God sent people, I remember when the choir was getting together, old Mitch in his boots. We had no keyboard. We had no drummer. But guess what God told me to do? Buy the keyboard and buy the drums. 
People come in, it's an empty, nobody up there on neither one. But I was obedient to God. But we used what we had. And y'all, we had a glorious time. We didn't worry about this, that, or the other. They were singing from their hearts. Everybody was on one accord. I don't care how late people work, they would not leave the church. I don't care how many hours they pulled, they were over there and the joy of the Lord was just in the place. They didn't put nothing before God. Everything that they had to do, they was on time with doing it. They had two Bible studies. And I set up a Bible study for Kim and them so they can get in on what God was doing. How about everybody wanting to come to that one too? I'm like, what's up? You, you got one on this night. They could not stay away from what God was doing. They were so excited. But guess what God was doing? He was raising them up. He was training them, letting them know, I'm teaching you how to come from nothing to something. I'm raising you up to let you see the hard times and look how I brought you through the hard times and then you're going to see where I'm taking you. So when we began to move forward and we moved here, people were saying, I don't see God like I saw him before. It just ain't the same <laughs> as you. You and you. God ain't, didn't y'all know God ain't going to do the same thing every time. You, this is the problem with the church. The reason why we stagnated, because we put him on program. We do the same routine and don't let him flow through us. You know Jennifer and them got to sing every Sunday, right? But there should be a difference. If everybody know me, some things I've been preaching for how long? But there's a difference. There's a growth. It gets higher and higher. Why? Because I'm spending time with God. If I'm teaching you, it's going to get stronger and stronger. Why? Because God said you shouldn't be in that same place. So if I shouldn't be in the same place, you shouldn't be in the same place because you're getting what I'm giving you. That means you stagnated because you either lazy, you either slowful, or you lost your zeal because you're not in the word of God. Y'all think I'm tearing it up? Y'all see that root coming up? See that root coming up? Now when I really tear it up, people are going to be fighting. It was you. No, it was you. No, it was you. <laughs> it's just time to get it right. You the one stagnating us. No, it's you stagnating us. If you, I'm going back to the beginning with Adam and Eve. Y'all, they did not complain. They were naked and they weren't complaining. They only had fruit and they weren't complaining. But guess what Satan say? I'm going to show you how it's supposed to be. And he came in and they began to complain. How do I know? God, it was that woman you gave me. God, it was because of that serpent. Everybody had an excuse and began to complain. What do y'all see in the church now? I can't do my job because this one ain't doing their job. How do we supposed to handle that? Through the word. The zeal of God has left the church of God. Why? Because everybody doing their own thing, when they want to do it, how they want to do it, and they ain't putting God before what they're doing. Because if you put God before what you're doing, you wouldn't allow nothing else to get in your way to be where God is. And when God know your heart, he will set you up. He will change somebody's heart. If you want to be here on Sundays and your heart is really on fire for Sundays, God, you may work two Sundays or you may not work none, but God will change their hearts and say, take them off of Sundays. 
because your heart is right. When you put him first, you wouldn't, get, you wouldn't have nothing. This is what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Do you know why people is losing money and losing positions? Because you don't put that before God. God gave it to you, but God said, you ain't seeing me in it. So you ain't going to prosper in what you're doing. It looked like you're prospering, but you got to keep working to keep it going. A person at McDonald's got more than some people with two jobs. Because they're in church. They in Bible study. They want the word. And you got people wanting money more than they want. I'm too tired to come. I'm too tired to come. Ain't no point of me being there. I'm just too tired. Where are you at now? Anything you put before God, that's home you're going to serve. So God will let you go through some stuff to let you know I'm still God. I didn't put you through it. You put yourself through it. Because when I was telling you to give me that time, you refused to give me that time. Y'all, I'm here to tell you, shouldn't me and my husband be a witness to you guys? I've been off my job since, um, don't know. But it's been a who? 2002, that's what they say, I don't forgot. What's this year? Am I still here? If y'all don't see an example in your leaders... And you still out there trying to do something on your own. You stagnated. You ain't going to move. Because we're your example. The Old Testament was used as an example so we won't do what they're doing. Right? So this is what God is saying. It's time to quit being stagnated in this house. Either you're going to move or you're not. People are dying out even in the midst of us because they lost their zeal. For God, you can't do it your way. It ain't the way the world is doing it. It's the way God want to do it right here and right now. I don't work like the world. I don't sell chicken plates and donuts to get nothing. Why would I have to go buy some chicken and some donuts to do some? No. What we do, we give. When people have possessions in the Bible that belong to them, what do they do with those possessions? They sold them for the kingdom. They didn't go out and sell. They said, wait a minute, Jesus. We got a fish fry next week, so we can't go with you to Galilee. We got to go fry these fish to help the poor. Did they say that, Teresa? Did you see that in your Bible? It was a fish fry. Yeah, it was a fish fry when they was ready to eat, right? When they were sitting together, them and Jesus. But he didn't do all that to get nothing. The first fish chicken fry I had, never forget it. To put carpet in the house and fix a roof. Storm came and tore it, slammed up. I said, well, Lord, you told me not to fry the chicken, and I did it anyway. But then when we started trusting God, God sent people out of this region. Ohio, Alaska, working in the rain, working in the sleet, completed something in five weeks that was completely gutted out. And they say, I know the spirit of the Lord is here, and we're not leaving here until we finish. And we owe no man nothing, did we, Jennifer? But to love them, because I made up my mind. I ain't frying no chicken, no fish, no nothing. God, if you told me that this is going to be taken care of, I'm trusting you. So I'm going to be still and know that you're God. That's how Miracle Temple work, y'all. We walk by faith and not by sight. So if anybody is trying to change what God is doing, no, it won't happen. Won't happen. We don't work that way. We don't come up with our own agenda. 
We seek the Lord to see what God wants. And it has to line up with what God is already doing. And that's when it works. If nobody want to give, fine. That ain't going to stop God's plan. Because God is going to open up the plan when he get ready. But he's preparing people to take them into this place that God has already prepared for miracle temple deliverance ministry. I bind every form of stagnation. Even in this place. Family causing you to be stagnant. Jobs causing you to be stagnant. Marriages causing you to be stagnant. Laziness causing you to be stagnant. And number one, money. It's causing you to be stagnant. Because if your money ain't right, you ain't right. So you got to find another way to get some money. Don't you know when the bills pile on, you want some overtime to fix it? How can you fix a bill when you ain't doing what God tell you to do? Anybody? You can't do it. So we come against stagnation on today. And everybody that have heard this message, if God is speaking to you, I advise you to open your heart and take heed. Because God don't bring a message in the house for no reason. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Isn't God good? Isn't he good? Isn't he worthy? He's worthy of glory. He's worthy of honor. And he's worthy of all the praise. Now I'm going to build you back up and tell you no matter what kind of place you're in, you can make it. You can move forward. Move all those stumbling blocks through the word of God and press towards the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. Because what did Paul say? Forgetting those things that are behind. And Paul is moving forward. You got to forget what people has, have done unto you. Guess what? Sometimes those are reminders, but you don't let that hold you from loving somebody else. Some of us can't get in relationships when God sent us a good man and a good woman because we hold in what somebody else done to us. Or we're holding on, even in a marriage, other relationships that we had and the husband or the wife can't compare to what this man or woman gave you your marriage is tore up from the floor up it's time to move forward it's time to do what god has called us to do amen we honor god we give him glory in this place do we have any visitors that would like to stand at this time hallelujah thank you jesus Well, to all the new faces that I do see, I'm going to say welcome to Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries where miracles happen. And we're so glad that you have come in here at this time and this hour to join us. And I pray as the spirit of the Lord leads you that you will come back into this house and worship God with us. Amen. Praise Jesus. And I pray that what God brought forth don't scare you all but bring you back for even more. There is a continuation. Come join us. We give God glory. Miracle Temple is used to 